the money spot the place where we answer your money questions i'm your host heather katonga woodward and in this week's episode david asks a very topical question about the four percent rule hi heather my name's david I'm really enjoying your podcast and I've already given a five-star rating. I'm 57 and plan to retire at 60, so love your retirement items. When talking about 4% drawdown for retirement income, it's never clear if the figures are before or after tax. For example, 4% of £1 million is £40,000, but after tax this could be nearer 30000 If you then get a state pension of, say, £9,000, the figure before tax is 49k, but after tax it is nearer 35k. So when you talk about money needed in retirement, do you mean before tax or after tax? Thanks! David, thanks so much for the review. I definitely appreciate it. First things first, David. I'm so sorry that it's taken me ages to get a blog post done on this. However... I did respond to your question directly within a day of you asking it. So I hope that will make up for the late blog post response to your question, which you asked me roughly three months ago. And by the time this airs on the Money Spot podcast, four months will have passed since you asked. Anyway, turning to the 4% rule. For those of you that might not have heard of it, the 4% rule states that if you don't want your pot of invested retirement funds to run out before you die, the maximum you can take from that pot each year is 4%. This means that if you want an annual income of 40,000 from your retirement pot, you need to save a million, be it pounds, dollars, euros, whatever it is. I believe the study was done using the American stock market performance, but if you invest in a global portfolio, it will be heavily weighted towards the US, so you can use the 4% rule as the best proxy we have on what a reasonable withdrawal rate is. To answer David's question, the 4% drawdown is gross and you'd have to pay tax after that. So if you have a million, let's call it a million pounds for simplicity, in your pension pot in a given year, you would draw 40,000 pounds and pay the tax on that. If you're based in the UK, You can't just throw this gross amount that you've drawn from your SIP or other taxable investment account into listentotaxman.com to get a calculation of your after-tax income because your drawings from your investments are chargeable to capital gains tax so you don't pay income tax on them but capital gains tax. Capital gains tax rates are different. In 2020, assuming 50% of the 40,000 you draw is capital gains, then your net income after tax would be calculated in the following way. The 20,000 that you actually save, the the capital is not taxable. The 20,000 capital gain is taxable. However, you get a capital gains tax allowance of 12,300. So this 12,300 portion is tax-free and you only get taxed on the amount above this. In this case, it would be 7,700 because 20K minus 12,300 is 7,700. This taxable amount all falls into the basic rate band for 2020-21, so you'd pay tax of 10% on it. That's only 770 pounds. Even if you had um, a large capital gain and a portion went into the higher rate tax band, 
that's only taxable at a rate of 20%, which is different compared to the 40% you pay when you're in the higher rate income tax band. So out of the 40,000 that's been drawn from the retirement pot, the net amount received would be 39,230. This is a hugely different amount to what you would have paid if this income of 40,000 was from income. So the net income would have amounted to about 31,000 pounds, just under. And the total difference between the tax you pay, if this is a capital gain, and the tax you pay if it was chargeable to income tax, is 8,400 in this case. Obviously, if more of it was a capital gain, then more tax would be paid, but it's still substantially lower than income tax. People on workplace pensions will be taxed as income because defined benefit pension counts as income. You can't separate it into capital and capital gain. If you are UK-based and have reached your state retirement age, then you'd have an annual state pension as well. This is taxable to income tax and you can throw the total annual state pension amount that you receive and any other income you receive into listentotaxman.com to figure out exactly how much you should receive after tax. State pension is taxable if all your sources of income sum up to more than what the threshold is to pay tax. So using real numbers here, the annual state pension is just over £9,000. So if that's your only source of retirement income, you wouldn't pay any tax because it's below the personal allowance of 12500 However, if this were you, you're probably not the type of person that listens to personal finance podcasts. Just saying. Of course, if this 9000 was just being added to, let's say, property income, then it would probably go above the 12500 and tax would need to be paid. There are a few big things that I want anyone listening to this to think about in addition to David. Firstly, ISAs. If your retirement income is all in your ISA, then it's all tax-free. No tax needs to pay whatsoever. This is why I try to balance what I pay into my pension to get the tax boost now alongside some contributions into an ISA. Next, think about the capital gains tax allowance and whether it might not be there in the future. Under current tax rules, you are allowed to have a tax-free allowance on capital gains in addition to the tax-free personal allowance for income. So your tax bill is much less than you think because your state pension and any other pension income may fall into the regular income bucket and this enjoys a separate tax allowance. So you can play around with the two. But this 12300 of capital gains tax-free allowance is there now and I don't know if this will be available if you're going to retire in 20 or 30 years time because there's talk of eradicating it to raise more tax. So don't put all your eggs uh, into one basket. Don't make all your decisions based on current tax rules. Save as much as you can. Save in a diversified fashion. But think about the possibilities of tax rules changing over time. Next, early retirees. If you want to retire early and I'd classify anything before the age of 55 as early, you might be overdrawing if you draw 4% because the study that came up with the 4% rule was based on a 30-year retirement. David, you're probably okay given you're 57. 
The final thing I want you to think about is sequence of returns risk. Sequence of returns risk analyzes the order in which your investment returns occur. If a high proportion of negative returns occur in the beginning years of your retirement, these negative returns will have a lasting negative effect on the balance of your investment portfolio and the amount of income you can withdraw over your lifetime is reduced. This is sequence of returns risk. However, if you have a few years of good returns when you retire and the negative returns only occur later, say in the middle of your retirement, then there's a lasting positive impact. If it happened to me that returns were negative in the early years of my retirement, I would consider stopping drawing income from my retirement pot for two or three years, or at least until the stock market recovered, and I'd live off non-stock market income. For example, if you have a cash pot set aside, I'd deplete that first, or I'd consider getting a part-time job to supplement your income, or for those fortunate enough to have rental income, you can live on that and give your investment portfolio time to recover. I think that's all the main stuff. And to summarize, one, the 4% rule is gross. So tax needs to be deducted after you draw 4% from your investment portfolio. Two, no tax is due if all your investments are held in an ISA. Three, even if the retirement investments are in a taxable brokerage, you currently have a healthy capital gains tax-free allowance of £12,300. And if you're married and have distributed these pots between the two of you, that would be 24600 Four, the 4% rule may not work if you retire early because it wasn't tested on long retirements. Five, finally, Sequence of returns risk means that if stock market returns are poor in the first few years of your retirement, the value of the income you can draw during your retirement years is reduced. I hope this answers all your questions, David, and I additionally hope that I threw in a few thoughts that you hadn't considered. Enjoy! Thanks so much for listening. If you want to ask me a personal finance question, please type themoneyspot.co.uk into your address bar and you'll be redirected to the exact page on my website where you can ask a question. There are three things I would love you to do. Why don't you have a look at my ebooks or courses? My property course is the top rated UK course on Udemy for people who want to begin to invest in property. My notes to debt freedom give you an A to Z guide on how you can go from debt to zero debt. And finally, my workbook B-School for money-wise, wealth-bound kids will be a fun book that you and your kid can go through together to start teaching them all the common sense things they need to know about money so that they never ever struggle with debt. The second thing I'd love you to do is to please rate me five star on Apple Podcast. And if I don't yet deserve your five star, please send me a message and let me know how I can earn your five star rating. And finally, if you're just loving what you're hearing and the value I'm putting out there, look into the show notes and buy your girl a coffee. Thank you. Have a great day.